Podcast Answer Man, episode number 172. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and of course, this is the weekly podcast devoted to podcasting, helping you take your audio podcast to the next level. Of course, I love to answer your questions, and today we have plenty of them, and uh, we're going to get started right after I finish up this music right now. Well, folks, it is Thursday afternoon, getting about a 21-minute late start. Uh, Had to run out and rescue my wife, who was stranded on the side of the road. Unfortunately, she went out to go have lunch with my mom and the kids and uh, ran out of gas. (laughs) Oh, goodness. So anyway, I apologize for those of you who are here live uh, in the chat room for the late start today. And for those of you who are... Uh, listening in the podcast, you're probably thinking, well, I didn't need to know all that. Well, you, hey, you always get a little behind-the-scenes action about what's going on in the life of Cliff Ravenscraft when you listen to a gspn.tv production of any type, even though it's my more professional podcast Answer Man show. I am very excited. I, 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 have you ever heard me recently say, you know, start off a podcast Answer Man without saying I am excited? Let me tell you why I'm excited. I, you know, I mentioned probably two, three episodes ago that I was working on a lot of different things and that I asked you guys to bear with me because I'm going to be throwing some, some big things out there. I'm going to be trying a couple different projects, a couple different um, ideas. And if you're on a mailing list, you're probably going to get some, you know, a, a greater wind as to what's going on. You're, you're going to get a greater feel as to what's blowing through the wind over here in the gspn.tv world headquarters and podcast answer man studios. And, uh, you know, and, and of course, I, one of the things that I'm working on is a potential membership group uh, for podcasters, people who are, I mean, super ultra serious about uh, you know, taking their social media marketing for their business and, and especially, specifically the use of podcasting and, uh, uh, tools that are related to growing an audience and building community around your brand and products. Uh, this, this is, this is something that I've been dreaming up for a little while. I've gotten some wonderful feedback on that. We're probably still about 60 to 90 days out on that. Uh, for those of you who are subscribed to the Podcast Answer Man feed, you'll notice that episode 171 happened to be a little bit of a video. I don't often release videos into the Podcast Answer Man feed. Typically, I, I take a video and I'll put it up on YouTube and I'll blog about it and just embed the video into my website. But uh, I, I, I did that. Sometimes I'll strategically throw some a, a video into the RSS feed, especially if it's small enough and short enough and and has a very strategic purpose. And 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 of course 171 is titled a bonus video, blue how to add a how to add a domain to your Bluehost hosting account. And the idea here is you might actually think to yourself, man, I, I didn't even watch that video. I saw that it was about adding a domain to your Bluehost account and I'm hosted somewhere else. Well number one, if you have a hosting account with anybody who has a C panel and uh, if you ever play around in your hosting account and you have a cPanel, you know what I'm talking about. The, the same instructions would apply. 
Uh, and but also the reason why I shared it and the strategic reason was to show off uh, the type of video tutorial products that I have, how I actually pan and zoom in and show you in high quality video and audio exactly how to accomplish things step by step, teaching and training people how to do things. And uh, and and as a result of that video, I actually sold several more uh, various uh, training tutorial products. It was great, and so I'm very thankful for that. And and uh, you know, look look for more coming from me because there's a ton of video and audio training products, a lot of webinars coming out in the near future. Of course, I'm getting ready to leave for Boston for four. I'm going to be out of the studio for four days. So I'm going to be away for four full days. I'm leaving tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. And I've been, you know, spending a lot of time this week preparing for that, getting my inbox down as close to zero as possible, uh, trying to, you know, wrap up some consulting projects that I had be- prior to leaving town. And, uh, and of course, when I get back on Tuesday, I know that th- it's going to take me probably a good two or three days to get back to inbox zero again. But uh, I can tell you this. I am really excited about the potential of launching a premium uh, membership group for people who want to uh, build community and gain gain a lot of access to a lot of uh, uh, content and tip sheets and, and all kinds of other things related to podcasting and new media and social media in general. So that that's coming up. I'm very excited about a bunch of webinars. I'm very excited about some more training materials that I'm going to be creating uh, such as how to podcast for, you know, I, I think I'm going to do something like how to three ways that you can podcast without costing you anything. Um, you know, I, I, I'm going to be doing a lot. In fact, one of the other things that I've already done is I created a step by step. I mean, absolute step by step video for podcast answer man package number one. So if you go to podcast answer dot com uh, slash equipment. And you see Podcast Answer Man package number one, which is my cheapest package there, by the way. Um, in the very near future, when I get back, uh, I hope to have some time to put create an entire page devoted to just that package, which is actually going to have um, some testimonials about people who have bought that package and the video that comes along with it. And this video is a step-by-step. Number one, here's all the equipment that you got. Here's how it's all hooked up. And it's all diagrammed out. And and I show you. And not only that, but I take the, the, the mixer and I walk you through every single thing you need to know about that mixer what the eq not what the blue knobs are what the red knobs are what the gray knobs are what the little white knobs at the bottom are for what this thing means when it says trim or gain and and uh how you do and by the way um i'm updating it so that it will have um i you know it will have you know skype mix minus how you can actually use this this equipment that is being provided here so that you can hook it up and do interviews via skype and even use skype out for the telephone and so it, it I, I've already uh, I created that for Katie Davis. You'll remember she called in last week and asked if I had anything like that, and I knew that she had purchased that package from me, and I had agreed to give her a thirty-minute free equipment consultation. Uh, if she, when she purchased it, I, I said, "Listen, I'll tell you what. I'll give you thirty minutes. We'll we'll sit down and and I'll sh- I'll walk you through by phone and and via go to meeting. I'll show you how to hook that up." And she goes, well, will you show me how to do Skype as well? And I'm like, oh, I I don't know if we can get it all in and in 30 minutes. And so what I did is I created that video, which is I think it's about a total of an hour um, or it might be a total of 45 minutes to an hour anyway. 
uh, I walked her through. It's 45 minutes, I believe. Anyway, I walked her through everything in this video, but not it wasn't geared towards her. It's geared toward anybody who would buy this. So this is something I'm going to do for each and every one of my packages. And uh, so right now, if anybody wanted to buy package number one, it com- it comes free included with it. Uh, a video tutorial on how to do how to set it all up how to record to your computer or digital recorder and even how to use it to hook up to skype and if you um if you want anything like that just let me know of course uh, i'll be adding buy now buttons and stuff so i've got so many different things i want to create one of those for each of my equipment packages i want to create videos uh where i'm going to be sitting in the studio talking about equipment packages and who are these for so that i can so people come to the website they actually have some quick frequently asked questions and all that stuff so a lot of things are pending and as soon as i get back from boston i know i'm going to be overwhelmed i'm probably going to be somewhat highly i'm going to have some high anxiety about the fact that i'm so far behind and i'm going to feel like i never can get caught up just like i did when i got back from vacation but then i'm going to come back and i'm going to be rolling some things out so put your seatbelts on my friend the next couple weeks are going to be fun coming with all the stuff that's coming out at podcastanswerman.com. All right, so the next thing that I want to tell you about is the fact that also uh, we're doing that Boston social media meetup. Again, if you're in the Boston area or within driving distance on Sunday, August 8th, please sign up over at gspn.tv slash Boston meetup. As of uh, the last time I looked at my email, we had 36 people coming to hang out with us on uh, Sunday. So that's going to be fun. Uh, it's a it's going to be a total blast. And actually, you know what? I take that back. I see that there are now 37 people uh, registered. Something just came in right before I did hit the record button. Um, let's see here. The other things that I want to do, I'll tell you what, let's just move forward and I'll keep the, I, I know that there were some other things off the top of my head I wanted to share, but let's go ahead and turn to our first question of the day, which is coming in from a gentleman who goes by Dodge. And, uh, let's see here. This one is his message. Hey Cliff, this is Dodge from a casual stroll to Mordor blog and podcast. I was wondering when you distribute video via your RSS feed to iTunes, Do you use a certain format and resolution? I'm thinking about distributing video, but I want to be able to have compatible playback among all devices like Droid, Windows phones, and especially the iPhone. And I was wondering, what do you use? And do you worry about that stuff, or do you just kind of aim at one certain type of phone and then just distribute it that way? Thanks for all your help. Talk to you later. Dodge, thank you very much for your question. And first and foremost, let me tell you, this is one of the reasons I don't do video podcasts personally. Uh, You know, what I love about audio podcasts, I create MP3 files. MP3 files can be played on virtually any and almost every single portable media device known to man. <laughs> so so it's universal. It doesn't matter if you have a Zune player, uh, if it doesn't matter if you have an old, you know, Hewlett-Packard HP com uh, uh iPack uh PDA, it doesn't matter if you have a little $20 MP3 thing that you got off the home shopping network or at Walmart. It, I mean, it really doesn't matter what you have. Chances are that little portable media player, if it's going to play digital audio, it's going to play my audio podcast, no problem at all. Now, video podcasts, however, you do have some concerns because, you know, obviously for 
for people who have iPods and iTunes, you have to encode that in this thing uh, with a codec called H.264. Uh, that can be either in an MP4 format or uh, it can also have the uh, the extension M4V, M as in Mary, 4V as in video. And anyway, M4V or, or MP4, H.264 encoded is going to work for so many people. It really is. Anybody who has iTunes can play it. Anybody who has QuickTime uh, can play it, which, by the way, QuickTime is a free download both on Mac and PC. Uh, anybody who has an iPhone, iPod, iPod Touch, uh, you know, all of those devices are going to be able to play your file that's encoded in the iTunes format. I don't know, to be honest with you, whether or not that will work on a Zoom. I, I, I don't like, for example, uh, Podcast Answer Man episode number 171, not sure. Um, I know that there are other formats that I could make it uh, to make it make sure that it would work for that. And a lot of video podcasters, uh, somebody I used to watch all the time, uh, Callie Lewis, when she had geekbrief.tv, I was subscribed to her show. You could subscribe to QuickTime, you could uh, QuickTime small, medium, and large, uh, and the large, of course, would be for people who have Apple TV and and all this other stuff. There was also um, there was also uh, my I'm sorry, my daughter just came in. You can take your book now. Yep, thank you, baby. Uh, anyway, there was uh, there's QuickTime m- small, medium, and large for the different devices. There was also HD version. There was going to be um, Zoom, there, there was Windows Media, there was QuickTime. I mean, it was just crazy how many different versions she has. And so basically, she had this. She has this one show, and when she's done with that show, she has to recompress that file in all these different places and upload them all, and then put them in all their various different RSS feeds. Too much work, if you ask me. Not something I'm ever going to be interested in. And so what I do, Jason, I just create... Um, I do two things. I'll create a video like I did for episode 171. And I will then upload that video to say, if it's available to the public for free, I will go ahead and upload it to YouTube, which by the way, YouTube just increased their video size limit to 15 minutes. Thank you, YouTube. Thank you. Give me an hour and let me update my thumbnails. That'd be awesome. But thank you at least for the extra five minutes because I think the video was like 11 minutes or 12 or 13 minutes long. Uh, so it was nice to not have to actually compress that down to 10 minutes. And uh, so I would upload it in HD format to YouTube. And then what I do is I actually take the the video file and I also convert it over to an iPod format. Now, when I release that, I'm, I'm actually exporting this out as a, oh, I think it's... 1280 by 720 uh, resolution, which is 720p, uh, 16 by 9 format. And that that's what I like to release my videos as. And what I do is that, that actually comes out of ScreenFlow. It comes out of ScreenFlow as a .mov file. And I just drag that over to iTunes and I, and I highlight it and I go up to the top where it says uh, advanced and I click uh, convert to, I, to iPod format or iPhone format or whatever it actually says. And then it converts it for me and I get an M4V file. And that's what I upload to Libsyn. And, the, and when I do my blog post or my show notes post on podcastanswerman.com, I will embed the YouTube video for the show notes for the on the website version of the video. And then I create a download link and use a file media enclosure that will... Um, enclose the M4V 
video file that I have uploaded to Libsyn. And that's how I deliver my stuff. And if you don't have iTunes and if you don't have an iPhone and you have some other device that does not play you know, H.264 video uh, encoded for iPods and stuff like that, uh, then what I encourage you to do is simply come to podcastanswerman.com, look up episode number 171, and and just watch it straight from the website because that will play on, on virtually anything, including including the iPad. That's right. Go ahead. Take your iPad. Go to podcastanswerman.com. Scroll down to episode number 171, and that YouTube video will play right there on my website using their H.260 or uh, using their uh, HTML5 player. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, YouTube. All right. So, John or Dodge, I hope that helps you out. All right. So, moving along, we have a question from John who wants to ask about finding a co host. At least that's what I think he's asking. Yeah, Cliff. This is John from Indiana calling for Podcast Answer Man. Um, uh, you had a question on the um, chat room about how to help choose, uh, you know, a host uh, to host a podcast yourself. So if you could answer that, give me your thoughts. You know, um, you try and pick somebody that's got definitely different views than you, and so there's a little dialogue or so any input. Appreciate it. Bye. All right. So basically, here's the deal. Last week on on uh, Monday or on Thursday morning. I I think I had a little bit of a breakdown, and it was an unfair breakdown to Chris, to my co-host Chris Biting. Uh, but what had happened is we were we were getting ready to go live for the day, and uh, you know it was it was eight thirty. I'm sitting there waking, waiting. It's my first show of the day, and I had been up since six o'clock in the morning, or no, since five o'clock in the morning last week. Uh, putting all the show prep together for all the shows that I had to do. And of course, I didn't put anything together at all for Help I Got a Mac because Chris usually does that. And uh, there was a lot of big news. There was new Macs that came out. I mean, they came out with new products such as the 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 new uh, battery charger. They had the new trackpad. I mean, they had all this new stuff. And I really didn't keep up with it all, just trusting that I would be able to really lean into Chris's expertise and his passion for for the you know the, all the new Mac gear. And uh, I called him up, and I'm like, you know, it's like, hey, are you gonna? Oh, and he goes, oh my gosh, I totally forgot. Is it Thursday? Oh, dude, you're going to kill me. But I actually came to this networking group here in Cincinnati and I'm like, oh, great. And I was upset. I mean, I was it was it was the first time that I'd gotten that upset. It's like, ah, I mean, today, I mean, if of all days, I, today is a big day in the world of Apple and these people are waiting and I have nothing to give to them. I have nothing at all. I don't know anything about the new Mac lineup. I don't know anything about the new products. I didn't read anything. And here we are sitting ready to do a show. Luckily, he was willing to to you know step out of the meeting, and I was able to bring him in by telephone and stuff like that. But during that, I I mean, I was I was visibly upset. I mean, I I, I was. I, I as a matter of fact, I was probably more upset than I should have been. And I think it probably had to do with the fact that I stayed up later than I should have, and I certainly got up a whole lot earlier than what I'm used to. And so I was. I I think. You know, I was visibly upset, and I think at that time is right when the the chat room started saying, you know, hey, you know what, hey Cliff, I have a question for you. What, you know, what do you, how do you find a good chat room, or how do you find a good co-host, and what do you, and 
of course, that's where Jason, I think, I asked him, I said, hey, that's a great question for a podcast answer, man. And right now is probably not the best time to ask me to answer that question. So uh, that's where, that's the, that's the uh, context into where this question is coming from. So to answer your question, I did think about a couple things about what I look for in a co-host when I want to do a show. And, and I, of course, I do several shows on my own. Podcast Answer Man, I do the show all on my own. I love doing this because I have such a great passion for this. I literally could talk about podcasting all day long. And in fact, I do talk about podcasting all day long every Tuesday and Wednesday. It's all consulting back to back uh, you know, all day long. That's what I do. And I love it. I l- absolutely love it. So there's no chance I'm going to run out of things to say. I'm extremely passionate about it. So I can carry on the conversation. No problem at all. But there are some things that I'm passionate about. Otherwise, I would never create a podcast about a topic I'm not somewhat passionate about. Uh, but there are topics that I'm passionate about, but at least inter- passionately interested in, but not passionately knowledgeable about. So while I love Apple computers, why I love the Mac, while I love the iPhone, why I love the iPad, I don't know everything there is to know about them, nor do I actually even want to know everything. But there, but there's this huge community of people out there who have this Mac and this i, you know, this these Apple mobile devices who have questions. Me being one of them who wishes there was somebody you could turn to to ask questions. And so what I did is I chose a co-host of somebody who was extremely knowledgeable and passionate about the topic for which I plan to podcast. So the item number one, I think you should look for somebody who is equally as knowledgeable and equally as passionate about the, or equally or greater, somebody who's equally or greater um, whose passion is equal or greater t- than, than your own passion and somebody who is knowledgeable about the subject matter. Um, the other thing is, is you want to make sure that the, the person is a, is a, I guess maybe if you want to call him a chatty Kathy, you know, you, you want somebody who likes to talk a lot. I, I, I really like having a co-host with people who like to hear themselves talk. You know, that's how I am. You know, try to get, try to get a word in edgewise with me. And good luck. I've had to train myself to let Stephanie talk when we do a podcast together. I mean, it, it, it took me a long time. But if you go back into the old lost podcast archives, you'll see that I never really gave Stephanie a lot of airtime. Uh, over time, I've learned to really dial back and let other people's voices be heard. And, and it took some practice. But I like other people who like to interject. Stephanie, if you let her, if, if you... If, if you let her, she would sit there and, and not say very much at all at times unless it's about something she's extremely passionate about. So you want somebody who likes to hear themselves talk, who likes to talk a lot, but you also want somebody who is not only conversational, but they're easy on the ears. You don't want to, you don't, I mean, you might get somebody who talks a lot, but they're whiny. I don't like that. No, I don't like that. They're complaining. You want somebody positive. You want somebody upbeat, somebody who, um, has a sense of enthusiasm. Uh, you really want somebody that's not boring, pretty much. All right? So you want somebody that's easy to listen to. Somebody that you enjoy hearing speak. That I think that's important. And of course, you do want somebody that's dependable. And I do want to just say, for the record, Chris Biting is an extremely dependable co-host. Has he forgotten uh, out of the last, oh gosh, how many... I'm going to click right here and tell you how many episodes of Help I Got a Mac we've done. 
as of today, we've done 130 of them together. And the truth is we actually did more. We, we actually relaunched the show. So we've done probably about 140 episodes of Help, I Got a Mac together. And how many of those did he actually forget and just didn't show up to record? Uh, I think twice. This was the second time uh, that that has happened. And there have been other times where he didn't forget, but he says, man, something's come up. And that's probably, I think there's probably a total of maybe eight or nine episodes that you don't find Chris on the Help, I Got a Mac podcast. So if you think about 130 episodes, uh, 140 episodes and only missing about eight total, uh, then then I consider that to be extremely dependable. And he's there week after week. And he he, he does. He brings his game and and, and he brings the, the content to the show. And, and I love it. So you want somebody who's got passion, who's got knowledge about the topic, who is very conversational, yet easy on the ears, and somebody who's de- dependable. And then, of course, uh, you also want somebody who um, is willing to get the technology necessary to make it work. Uh, You know, I've always been blessed with the co-host that I have that, you know, they have a computer, they have a decent broadband connection, that's important. Uh, And if they don't have it already, they're willing to go out and get a a decent microphone so that they can talk to you. Now, I will say that uh, Andy Traub is the only co-host I have right now uh, that is still using a like a USB headset, and uh, you know we 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 deal with that. It's it sounds pretty decent, uh, and there are t- there there are some folks who maybe aren't into audio quality as much as I am, and they listen to their podcast over their speakers instead of headphones. And so for those people, there are times when they said, "Oh my gosh, I didn't know that he wasn't in studio with you." Whereas, you know, if you listen to the most recent episodes of Help, I Got a Mac with uh, Chris, minus the one last week where he's on the telephone, uh, he's got a very decent, high-quality, broadcast-quality microphone. Eric Fisher, just this week and last week, uh, if you listen to one of those two episodes of Social Media Serenity, uh, he's now got a high PR 40 microphone. And, you know, if, if things were even better than they are here, I would just say, hey, you know what, I'm going to send a send a Heil over to Andy. Uh, but, you know, I'm not at the Leo Laporte level of everything just yet. Uh, but, you know, one of these days, that's probably one of the things I'll do. So you also want somebody who's willing to get the necessary tech to make it work, even if that's spending just 50 bucks on a, on a decent USB headset so that they actually sound better than some internal microphone on their computer. And uh, I, kn- I know, uh, John, you asked about personal values. Uh, this is, you know, gspn.tv, uh, you know, I've this isn't like officially on the record and we don't have any ulterior motives here to convert the world to Christianity, but I consider gspn.tv to be a ministry of mine. I, I consider myself to be involved in a full-time ministry for profit. Uh, I, I do plan on bringing home a profit for, my, for myself so that I can grow a business but I very much see what I do as as ministry, and I do make a, I have made a decision that I want somebody who either either right on the money agrees with my Christian values, or at least I have extreme confidence that that no conversation that we would ever have would speak anything against my Christian values uh, as far as what we would do. Now, as far as bringing somebody in as a guest on the show. I have no problem bringing anybody in as a guest, whether they agreed with my political, Christian, whatever views whatsoever. 
But as far as a co-host, ongoing basis, I do consider personal values. I do consider whether or not you know we we have a you know a shared vision and passion for for you know what we hope to be as an example of people uh, it, to, to as far as a, a source of encouragement and inspiration and and all these other things. I, I I want to be an example of what God has called me to be in my life. So. Uh, it personal values is a factor for me, but it's it's something that may or may not be a factor for other people. But certainly, finding somebody who has either equal or greater passion than you do for a topic, uh, somebody who is knowledgeable, somebody who is easy on the ears but still very conversational, dependable, willing to get the necessary tech, and then if it's important to you, somebody who uh, has, shares your personal values. And by the way. None of that matters if you don't get along with that person extremely well. If that person gets on your nerves, then by golly, don't do a podcast with them. If they if they if they do things and they push your buttons, I think it's just obvious. Although, although I know a lot of people say, "Oh my gosh, I started this podcast and I can't stand this person. How do I get out of this?" I literally get that question more often than I should. Alrighty, so the next question, how do you get famous guests onto your show? Here is Johnny. Hey, Cliff, this is Johnny from Dallas, Texas, and I just had a question for the podcast Answer Man. I'm just wondering how you go about getting big name guests um, on your last podcast. You've had stars from the show, and I just wondered how you go about getting those people on your show. Thanks a lot for all you do, Cliff. All right. Bye. All right, Johnny, thank you for calling in. And that's a great question. And, you know, some people, I think, oversimplify this and they just say, well, here's what you do. Ask. Okay. And yeah, if you don't ask, they're never going to say yes. Okay. And, and if you don't ask because you're afraid they're going to say no, well, the truth is there's a very good chance that they might say no. All right. Big deal. All right. So ask anyway. But it's not as simple as ask. You got to figure it's like, okay, so ask. Uh, do you just mention it on your podcast that you want so-and-so to come on your show? No, you have to go to the right place to ask. And so when you're talking about big name people, celebrities, you know, I had the guy who played Dr. Marvin Candle uh, on the Lost Podcast. I've had um, I've had the guy who played Charlie Pace's uh, brother, uh, Liam, on, the, on, on Lost on our show. I've had, who else have I had on there? Uh, I've had, uh, the guy who, or the young man who played, uh, young Ben, um, on the show, on, on the show lost. I've had an interview with, um, uh, two people from private practice and it's been so long. I had, uh, the girl who plays the, the very Southern girl on there, Charlotte, I think is Charlotte King. And the guy who plays Dr. Cooper, uh, from, from private practice. I had both of them on the private practice podcast and Bria Grant who played uh hero Nakamura's nemesis. Uh, I had uh, Bria Grant uh, who played her name was Daphne on the show. She was on the heroes fan podcast. So how do I get all of those? Well, here's what you do uh, when you're looking for this, all of these super well-known celebrity kind of people, they keep or, or let's just say authors or whatever. These people either have managers Public, pl- easy for me to say, managers, publicists, or, and I can't think of the other term that they use. There's a manager, there's a publicist, an agent. So there's, those are your three, they, and we, we're just call them the gatekeepers. 
All right, let's call them the gatekeepers. So what you need to do is you got to find out who the gatekeepers are. Well, whatever industry you're looking to get into, their chances are there are lists that are available for you to get a hold of so that you can actually find out who the gatekeepers are. Or if you go to the website of the person you want to talk to, they'll see there'll be sometimes a, you know, press contact or you know, stuff, stuff like that. It's like, you know, to contact, to, to invite sons and shuts to, to a speaking engagement, please click here. And it's usually the information to contact their, their publicist manager or agent. And, and so what you do is you then put together a very compelling reason on why you would like them to be on your show and why it would be of benefit to them. And, uh, and of course, if you have, some samples of other people you've interviewed. Once you get one, it's easier to get your second and third. And once you have three, then it's easier to get more. And uh, and before you know it, you if you've done a really high quality, excellent interview with these people, and it shows sheds great light on them, it's a it's it you, you're pretty much in. I mean, you are in. All you need to do is say, hey, here's an example. You know, you could actually send them a little. Uh, CD that they can stick in their car player and and or any kind of CD player and say hey here here's a you know three five minute excerpt from the last five interviews I've done with celebrities we keep the we are a professional podcast here uh, and 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 you know this is serious business this is my you know it, you put together like a little media kit and you send it along and and I will tell you what chances are you'll get a yes from time to time uh, and I've I've actually got more yeses than I have nos and. Uh, as far as, you know, if you don't think you have time to do all that stuff, then I would consider you to check out virtualassistantpodcast.com and learn how you can pay somebody else to do all that stuff for you. Very cool stuff. All right. So hopefully that answers your question, Johnny. And I thank you again for the call. All right. One more question here. Uh, and this one comes from Jason. Jason, take it away. Hey, Cliff, it's Jason from the Lost Unanswered Podcast, and my question for the Podcast Answer Man has to do with uh, mixers and microphones. So I have an older Behringer mixer. I say older. It's about six years old. I've had it for a while, and it's got two microphone inputs and a couple auxiliaries, and I want to add another microphone to it, and uh, when I try plugging it into uh, one of the uh, quarter-inch inputs, it doesn't seem to quite work as well, I think, because they don't have a gain on them. And the microphone is really soft, and it can only obviously be a dynamic microphone, not a condenser. Um, and my question for you is, do you know of any way to split two microphones into one input? Or is there uh, some other way that I can get a third person onto my recording uh, without having two people share one mic? All right. Uh, thank you for uh, all that you do. I love listening to you. Keep up the good work. Jason, uh, absolutely. I know exactly where you're at, my friend. This is where I was. Oh, it was about five years ago. And I had purchased my first mixer, which was a little tiny mixer. If you look at podcastanswerman.com slash equipment, look at, look at package number one. Now, I didn't have the Behringer Xenix 802, but I had one exactly like that exactly like that that's exactly the one i have in fact i still have it in the in a closet back here that i take out uh to to go portable some from time to time anyway i had the two xlr port inputs just like what you're talking about and i had you know three people that we wanted it was myself my wife and my next door neighbor for the lost podcast 
and we all had gotten these um, dynamic uh, headset, head-worn microphones, which, by gosh, they were horrible. I did not like them at all. Anyway, uh, we had gotten these microphones, and and we all wanted to be able to talk at the same time, but they were all XLR inputs. Now, I will tell you, this did work. It wasn't great because what you don't get is the ability to um, adjust the audio independently. But I went and purchased a a Y adapter. It's an XLR Y adapter. So on one end, it has the uh, male port that would plug into the mixer. And then the other end of that cable had two female XLR plugs. So in essence, it took the, you know, it, it made my mixer to where uh, channel one had one microphone plugged into it. And then channel two had this, this Y adapter in, which had two microphones plugged onto the end, other end of that adapter. It did work. The gain was able to pull it up. But the audio, because the gain of in the amplification is being spread to two microphones, it's not going to be as loud. Neither of those microphones are going to be as loud as microphone on channel number one. So what you can do is, or what you have to do is, you actually have to turn the gain down on uh, channel one to kind of match uh, the other two, the microphones on uh, plugged into line two with this Y adapter. The thing is, though, is I ha- I put one on m- one co-host and one on the other, and neither one of them talked at the same audio levels, which was totally frustrating to me, but was able to be fixed in post-production. And, of course, that's why it used to take me hours and hours and hours and hours to post-produce shows, and I hated it, I despised it, but at the same time, I loved it. So I eventually, though, just upgraded to a mixer, uh, and uh, to- so much so to the day today... I actually am st- sitting here standing at staring at my Mackie 1402 VLZ3 mixer, which has six XLR inputs and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight other channels of audio. So it's a it's 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 good to go. It's I guess it's a 14 channel mixer. Ah, fun stuff. So, uh, but yes, you can get one of those little Y adapters. Uh, and it's not going to be too expensive. It might be 15, 25 bucks or something like that. So see if that helps you out and uh, let us know. All right. Uh, let's see here. The next thing I have is, oh, you know what? I didn't even write this one down, but uh, I do have one more question. It's from Brent Green about iTunes artwork. So let's go ahead and see if we can squeeze Brent in here. Hi, Cliff. It's Brent Green calling in for the podcast Answer Man. Hey, we, uh, we changed our artwork here a while back, and so when you download our pod- podcast through iTunes, uh, there's nice, new, sharp artwork. But when you're out in iTunes looking around, uh, doing searches and stuff, it's still the old artwork. So I was, I was wondering if you could explain how to change that, uh, and uh, we would appreciate that very much. Again, this is Brent Green calling from Kansas City at uh, Pursuing Meaningful Work. Thanks. All right, Brent. Sure thing. Uh, seeing as how you hired me to consult with you to set that up, I will tell you exactly where it is. It's actually if you sign into FeedBurner, uh, just go to FeedBurner.com. And once you're logged in with your username and password, you're going to see a list of all of the podcasts uh, that you have FeedBurner feeds for. That's what we're sending over to iTunes in your situation. And what you want to do is you want to click on the tab at the top that says opt. Actually, you want to click on that podcast and then it gives you a bunch of tabs and then you click on optimize 
And when you go to optimize, you then on the left-hand side, you want to click in the area where it says SmartCast. And on the right-hand side, you're going to see a, pull, a little section over there that says podcast artwork, and it's going to ask you for the URL of the image. And of course, what you'll need to do is you need to go ahead and upload that brand new 300 by 300 or 600 by 600 artwork up to your own media file hosting service there on Bluehost or wherever you might be. And uh, then basically what you want to do is uh, uh, take that URL from where you uploaded it to your server and paste it into that section. Then at the bottom, you save your changes or apply changes, whatever the case may be, and it will update your album artwork. Now, don't expect iTunes to update right away. I've seen this happen to where they can actually uh, update that artwork for you within two hours. I've seen it take as long as a month. It is absolutely crazy. The other thing I've noticed is that if you you do change it, let's just say you change it today, and then the same time tomorrow, you go do a search for your podcast using some keywords and you see it pull up and then all of a sudden it's still got the old it's still got the old artwork but if you click on it and actually go to your specific shows iTunes listing page the new artwork is there it's just not cleared the cache all the way through to uh, the the rest of the iTunes um, servers and stuff so anyway that is it and I'll tell you what I'm going to do for the next couple weeks uh, I am going to be uh, saying thank you to some folks who have uh, purchase some video training tutorials from me if you head over to podcastanswerman.com slash products. Podcastanswerman.com slash products. I have a lot of video training tutorials over there, and I'm getting ready to create a single page for each one of them. And I asked uh, some folks if you have... Um, if you have purchased one of these, would you be willing to share with me some testimonials that I plan on putting on the sites for each of the individual pages and getting lots of those in? So thank you for that. And uh, before I play uh, this one and uh, to, to wrap up the show, and if you don't want to hear a testimony about how great my products are, you can just shut things down. But the other thing I do want to show you uh, or tell you about, if you go over to podcastanswerman.com and uh, click at the very top in the menu, there's a little thing that says recommendations, and it's about people who recommend that you use me. It's, it's, it's testimonials and recommendations. But anyway, click up there where it says testimonial, or click up there where it says recommendations, and I just completely redid the layout and design of this. Before, I had taken just some screen captures, screenshots of people's... Uh, uh, recommendations from LinkedIn and and put them here on my website. But I had my virtual assistant go in and transcribe those and we updated it to where it's better artwork for the for the images of the people there. If I've ever done work for you, if I've ever if you've if you're one of my clients, you've ever hired me to do anything and you would like me to feature you on my recommendations, then I ask you to do, do me a favor. Send me a testimonial uh, that's about uh, you know uh, maybe you know uh, maybe a paragraph or two paragraphs, just a couple sentences per paragraph. Just take a look at it. Podcastanswerman.com slash recommendations. See what's there, and uh, and if you write some great stuff about how I've helped you, then I'll I will help, I would love to feature you. Uh, I would also need a 128 by 128 pixel artwork, or l- preferably larger, and I will personally size it down to make it look good. Uh, I'm very particular on the look and the layout of my site these days. So uh, we're, I'm working on it. It's not, it's a, it, it's a work in progress. Anyway, also, if you wanted to send it, uh, if you wanted to send in addition to the written, 
uh, you can see that there are some other audio testimonials. I'll, I'll be glad to play the push the little play button and let them hear your testimonial as well. I, just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. And again, I'm trying to put this stuff at the end of the show so that if you know you hear this shameless self promotion of me, you know, saying, "Hey, I, I put the show out here each week," but I do it in hopes that maybe you'll buy or buy some stuff from me or hire me or whatever the case may be. This is what I do for a living. So. Uh, again, if you don't want to hear the testimonial, that's fine. Just tune out now. But until next time, everybody, I'll say join the community and I'm going to let Becky tell you about how she feels about the tutorials that she's been a part of. Hey, Cliff, this is Becky Johnson of my Fibromyalgia 180 life. I wanted to let you know how much your podcasting tutorials have meant to me. Last year, I was brand new to the world of podcasting. I didn't even know what one was and had never listened to one before, so I was definitely starting out at ground zero. From the simple to the most complicated terms and procedures, you explained them in a way that even I could understand. Okay, okay, even if I had to review them many times. Fibrofog has been known to rear its ugly head. But the fact that I had the ability to go back and review your tutorials at my speed makes the cost of purchasing them simply priceless. Teaching obviously comes from your heart, and you are using your God-given talents very well. So congratulations to you, Cliff, for the tutorials you produce that continue to help people everywhere. 